Let's begin with a joke. So a little girl's father asked her what she wanted for her birthday, which was coming up, not several months, really, away. But nonetheless, he asked her. And she said, a baby brother. So the months pass, and sure enough, her mother comes home from the hospital with a little baby boy. Everybody say, aww. Passes after this, and then the dad asks his daughter, and he says, Honey, what, what would you like your birthday that's going to be coming up? And she said, Daddy, if it's not too uncomfortable for mommy, I would like a pony. <laughs> love is our topic, and love is full of its comfortableness and its uncomfortableness. Realities we must recognize as we begin our series, Love is the Way. Christianity as passionate and as compassionate love. Presiding Bishop Michael Curry at the wedding where he preached of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle said this, quote, There's power in love. Don't underestimate it. We were made by a power of love and our lives were meant and are meant to be lived in that love. That's why we are here. End of quote. And fittingly, Bishop Curry shared the royal law at the royal wedding, a portion of which we heard in today's reading from the letter of St. James, chapter 2, verse 8. You do well if you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And a fuller version of this royal law, trumpets, dun, da, 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 is found in St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 12, at verse 30. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, and if you know it, folks, join me. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If you have heard this most famous teaching of Jesus before, say amen. amen. Great. But how does this teaching, also known as the Great Commandment, the summary of the law, as we've said, this commandment that you and I have received to love our neighbor with a sacrificial, selfless, Jesus kind of love, how does that play out with loving those nearest you, your family and friends? Well, before we skydive into that valley, we should step back a second and remember something for the whole series. God is love, the Bible tells us. God is love. And God is the ultimate source of love. And so without God's grace, without God's help, without the power of the Holy Spirit fueling your mind and warming your hearts, without being a part of a community of love, you may find the love as the way, you may find that will baffle you, frustrate you, or elude you. Even with the help of the triune God, it will not always be easy. Turn to someone sitting nearby and say, it won't be easy. Okay, put on your parachute, and let's get ready to dive into the valley of loving those there. Friends and family, by looking at three 
factors, considering three factors. The first factor is favor your family. Favor your family. Loudly repeat after me, favor your family. Now, by family, I mean, however you define it, those who are nearest and dearest to you. So for some of you, that could be your spouse, your children. For some of you, that's people who are like family to you, very close friends. And for some of you who are striving on the Christian path to be not just churchgoers, but disciples of Jesus, for some of you, family will include those who are family by faith. I've redefined that. Family by faith. Now, undeniably, the royal law of Jesus pushes you and I to love beyond our defined family and friendship circle. Undeniably true. And that's what we're going to be looking at next Sunday and the Sunday after that. But in a very real sense, those nearest and dearest to you are your first neighbors. Love God, love neighbor. Those nearest to you are your first neighbors. And throughout history, both in the big books and the smaller books of our lives, is full of people who accomplish good things. Sometimes they accomplish even some great things. But they always favored their work, their cause, or their passion over those nearest to them. In other words, they accomplished some good things. They were successful, but at the cost of those nearest and dearest to them. Do you know anybody like that? Don't be that person. Have you been favoring your family? Or have you been favoring something else or someone else? Favoring your family, however you find family, in the Jesus sense, often means choosing to show up, to be there, to follow through, not because you happen to particularly feel like it in the moment, but because you've made that commitment. You've said, I do. Or, yes, I've said yes to parenting this child. Or, yes, I really want this this person to be a friend, to be in my life. Or you've said, yes, I have chosen love as the way. I will follow Christ, even when it costs me frustration, inconvenience, difficulty, even when it costs me career prestige or making a few more dollars. So maybe your significant other wants to go to this event, and you don't want to. You're like, eh. Well, you favor them and go graciously anyway. Or maybe you're really sick of listening to this friend of yours and their problem, and they go on and on and on. Well, you choose to favor them, and you listen graciously anyway. All the time in popular culture, we hear something to this effect. If you don't feel it, flee it. If you don't feel it, flee it. How many of you have heard something to that effect at some point in the popular society? Okay, we hear it all the time. Now, feelings are wonderful Especially positive feelings of affection and romantic passion. And oh, I really enjoy being around this person or with my family. Wonderful. Feelings are important. Feelings are also signals. And we should not ignore them. The feelings are very fickle foundations 
for relationships of all kinds. Now the royal law of love is a way of compassion. And while you and I will not always feel passionate about being compassionate, we can, with the help of God and God's people, choose to be compassionate. And remember, liking is optional. Love is required. So the first factor is favor your family. The second factor is feed your flame. Feed your flame. Repeat loudly after me. Feed your flame. Feed your flame. The 14th century Dominican saint and mystic, Catherine of Siena, often spoke of God as a fire. And in one of her letters, God speaks, and this is what God says, I am the fire, and you are the sparks. Living out the royal law is a matter of the mind and of the heart. And so you must tend to the flame of your heart and your mind. God is the ultimate flame. God is the ultimate source of love. And you need to be tapping into that. Because if you are not regularly fanning the fire of your heart, if you are not regularly putting fresh kindling on the heart of your soul, then your passion will start to flicker. And your ability to choose compassion will wane. And you may end up finding yourselves resenting those nearest and dearest to you, rather than loving them. In history, and both in the big books and in the smaller books of our lives, it is full of people who gave, 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 gave away their flame until they burnt themselves out to a husk, a pitiful husk of who God intended them to be. Do you know anyone like this? If you not, don't be that person. Have you been feeding your flame? Or have you only been feeding other people's flames? Feeding your flame in the Jesus sense involves tending to your own health, your own heart screams, and your own relationship with God. Not because you're being selfish and ignoring the people that you care about, but simply to the exact opposite. Because you want to love other people in your life, you know that you have to love yourself. Check this out. In order to say, yes, 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 to this sacrificial, selfless, Jesus kind of love in a marriage, or in a friendship, or in a relationship, or with relatives, or with fellow disciples, or whoever, you also have to be willing to say, no, 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 no to all sorts of distractions. Now, some will just be very stupid things and bad ideas, but a lot of them will be very good things and good ideas, but they will still distract you from the best, from what matters. By tending to your flame, the calls of compassion in your life can remain there steady throughout your whole life. Even allowing for seasons of high flame passions that will freely burn. So the first factor is favor your family. The second factor is be your flame. And we'll pause the, before the third factor for a very bad joke. Which you're saying, all of your jokes are very bad. 
So a gentleman's driving down the side of the road. He sees a lady who's struggling to fix the tire that has the, that exploded or the flat tire, something like that. So he gets out. He offers to help her. She says, oh, that's very nice. So he has a jack. He's getting the car lifted up. And the woman says, uh, sir, could you please be very quiet? You see, my husband is in the back seat sleeping. That, that's it, folks. You're obviously sleeping, too. That was the joke. Which brings us to our third factor. Find your forgiveness. Find your forgiveness. Loudly repeat after me. Find your forgiveness. Find your forgiveness. Petty squabbles. Deep hurts. Regrets. Screaming matches. Broken hearts have cost countless people a good friendship, a good connection with a relative, a life-giving romance with a significant other. If you've ever endured these losses, been in these situations, or experienced these pains, raise your hand. Okay, that is just about all of us. And if you have this, you will. Check this out, what I'm about to say. Highlight it with a yellow highlighter. Even if you favor your family, even if you feed your flame, with the help of God and God's people, there will still be hurt. There will still be mistakes. There will still be different relationships of various kinds that just won't work or will be very difficult. People will commit sins against you. And you will commit sins against other people. But we, you and I, we can avoid so much hurt, so much hurt we can avoid if we refuse to join the superhero team called the Avengers instead join the superhero team called the, the Forgivers. Now we don't have time this morning to get into all the details of that, how you get better at conflict resolution, how you can work through the forgiveness process, but with God's help you can. With God's help you can let go of what people have done to you. In history, both in the big books and the small books of our own lives, is just full of people who let unforgiveness rob them of joy and zest in life, who allowed unforgiveness to rob them of a family member or a friendship and more. Do you know anybody like that? Don't be that person. Are you finding your forgiveness? Or are you refusing to find your forgiveness? Or are you stuck? And you need someone to help you find your forgiveness. Okay, a little review. If you know the factors, you can say them aloud with me. The first is favor your family. The second is feed your play. And the third is find your Now for the painful part, folks. Here in the presence of Almighty God, Within your own heart and mind, be honest with yourself. Which of those factors needs to be a growing edge for you? And take another painful step forward. If those nearest and dearest to you spoke into your life, which of those factors would they say, hey, you really need to pay attention to this? 
Love is the way of the Christian life because love was and is the way of Jesus. I'll give you a true false statement. You tell me whether it's true, whether it's false. The way of Jesus, as exemplified by and defined by Jesus, is easy. False. It ultimately cost Jesus his life. And the way of love may cost you slices of your life, moments of your days, and put you in ethical quandaries other people don't have to worry about. But this sacrificial, selfless, Jesus kind of love can also save your life. It can also make your life infinitely more worth living. And can give you a moral and spiritual foundation that is strong as gray stone, as deep as the blue ocean, and as vast as the silver galaxy. As Bishop Curry said, there's power in love. There's power in love to hope and to heal when nothing else will. There's power in love to lift up and to liberate when nothing else will. There's power in love to show us how to live. Amen.